What's our cold open? I don't know. I didn't ask you about tongues. You just decided. Well, I didn't decide. I had a poll. A- Which I did not answer. <laughs> didn't answer? No. I saw it. I said, we'll let, the, we'll let the audience decide. That's fair. I voted for the one I wanted. Which was tongues? Chocolate. Uh, but it didn't win. Sorry. And I do. The people want. I like that you're giving this show of dedication. Yeah. I'm, I bet our listeners appreciate it. Well, I was voted for this position. Oh, and expect to get many more listeners because we did succeed in convincing S to put our business card in my family's Christmas cards. And by Christmas, Christmas cards, cards, we mean Valentine's Day cards? I like how you said expect for there to be more listeners. Like every time you're listening to a podcast, you're transported to the same room. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is that the metaverse? <laughs> like I, we're gonna see them like in person at some point not in person floating torsos come on floating torsos Get with it and you'll pay for the podcast with ethereum yeah also yeah cryptocurrency is a sham about a week ago oh my gosh a rabid teenager just started banging on the window <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna call me the rabid teenager and i was like no, tell us tell us all crypto. about it i guess maybe it's more like a 40 year old man Probably, yeah. I was in crypto. People who are having their midlife crisis. Maybe. I don't really know what the audience is. Please tell me you've seen it's Jimmy Fallon talking to Paris Hilton. No. I think it's Fallon. I believe it. He's talk- He's the one who goes, <laughs> he laughs like that. Let me, let me conjure it. I, I and think he has that's stupid Jimmy hair. Fallon. He has that's stupid little Fallon. boy hair. And he's the one who goes always like, he's laughing way too hard at yes, everything. Yes, yes. Um, him and Paris Hilton both got apes and they talked about it on the show and you can tell like the applause sign lit up and everyone's like, like there's a beat and then there's applause. It's hysterical. They're like, you can't be serious that it is, we're applauding for this. It is physically painful to watch. Like I normally cringe is like haha funny, but I don't think cringe is haha funny ever at all. And it hurts me <laughs> personally, <laughs> physically. Psychic damage is done. I can't go to school the next morning. Oh my gosh. If every time I felt cringy, I didn't go to school, I wouldn't go to school. Yeah. The issue is when I feel cringed. Oh, and I hate the word too. Mm. Cringe is the new moist. Everything I say is cringe. Now I'm hyper aware of it. But the issue is when I I say something cringe at school and there's no escape. I don't know. You just can't let the fear govern you, which I think we both do too frequently. I am governed by fear. Fear is the mind killer. Who said that? Dune. Huh. The character Dune from Dune. <laughs> the character Dune. My favorite boy. Dune. <laughs> My favorite character from Dune is Timothy Shaw. <laughs> My favorite character from Dune is Dune, played by Zendaya. <laughs> what? I don't know what's a good. I I wait wait wait. About. We're talking oh, about Dune. We're talking about Dune. I bet their tongues get real parched. I get they. I, I bet they get. I, pretty, I, I bet they. I bet, I, bet. <laughs> I bet they get pretty thirsty. I bet out in those tunes, they get a little parched. Yeah. You know. You know. The tongue parched is the worst feeling. <laughs> I don't know. I For me, the worst feeling is when you can tell your mouth is dry, but you're trying to record a podcast. That's why I'm accompanied by my crystal light. Here's the thing. I've been drinking water all day. Mm-hmm. But something I... That's not the answer. Sometimes I don't know what, where my the water is going. I think The that, water goes away. It do be going. That's strange. What I was going to say is that you have just hit, like, the second... I feel like in order to make this not offensive, I need to make up my own religion. I was like, you're clo- you're one step closer to nirvana, which means that you have greater consciousness and awareness of your body. Mm-hmm. You just feel your mouth more deeply than most people do. I hated that. <laughs> feel your mouth more deeply. You have just like a, 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 a greater understanding. Becca, there's a hole in my face. Becca, there's a hole in your face and it opens. Yeah. Well, all holes open. Isn't that the whole thing? <laughs> whole thing. You're not, you're not having no. me. Nope. 
today. Flesh oh, donut. You're not, you're not having it today. I'm not having. Oh, yeah. Tegan's using my computer today. I'm using a Mac. Which she hasn't done ever. Ever. In her life. Mm-mm. Isn't it, is it two finger scroll? Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's fine. It looks the same as your computer. <laughs> yeah, my computer is moonlighting as a Mac. To be fair, I can buy parts for my computer and repair it. I think Apple's gonna started doing that too. Not this one, it's the next one. Oh yeah, because like freaking bought this model two weeks <laughs> before the new one was announced. It happens and you're not plugged in. I know, I should have read the trades. Are you excited for... Wii Sports. Yeah. Switch. Switch Switch Sports. It's not on Woohoo Island. I I saw something. Well, okay. I you know how desperate we can talk about this for a second, but I just wanted to let it be known that I came up with a perfect segue into our topic today that you just ignored. <laughs> I'm sorry. I started thinking about Woohoo Island. Do you know how many YouTube videos I've watched in the past week about the history of Woohoo Island and all the secrets on it? I haven't seen a single one. I don't know what I clicked on for the algorithm to be like. I mean, you keep clicking, though. Yeah, no, well, so keep it's amplifying. Well, oh. I've I've heard that, honestly, Woohoo Island is like the perfect solution to the Olympics. We should have an Olympic island. Because it's, like, documented that, mm-hmm. like, hosting the Olympics mm-hmm. pretty much never helps the community or the city that is hosting it. Like, it is it is detrimental to practically everybody involved. But most countries... Except for Salt Lake, baby. Except for Salt Lake because Rit, Mitt Romney's a god. Because of Rit Romney. <laughs> because of Rit Romney. Our Lord and Savior. Rit Romney. <laughs> Rit Romney. It's so funny. Have you seen the thing where his grandkids are holding a sign and it says our money because they reversed yeah, Evan and whatever. They reversed it. So instead of Romney, it's our money. Oh. And it's like a little two on the nose. It's funny. Anyway, Olympic Island, something to consider. How would you get people? It would have to be a big island. It would have to be pretty big. Who are we displacing? We're displacing nobody. We're creating an island. Oh, that was part of the proposal. Is that you know how successful like- creating, you know, you dredge the ocean. Good. There's nothing. You stack the dead the fish on top of each other. <laughs> and then cover it in asphalt. In the dead zone that you've created, in the phosphorus-laden asphalt, every time it rains, every time it rains, like 50 dolphins Oh, it doesn't die. rain there. Oh? <laughs> Oh, it's on the moon. I I feel like we're like children playing pretend. Yeah. And I'm the cynical one and you're the one who's like, well, I have lasers. Okay, no, but I'm actually incorporating really deep and introspective and topical commentary about our community. Okay. Just because of the Utah Lake thing. That's yeah, it. no, I know. I, but if you know, you know. And if you don't know, look up Utah Lake Islands. Look up Don't Pave Utah Lake. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. better. Or uh, Conserve Utah Valley. Because, you know, it's like we've we've messed up the environment, but maybe we should, like, halt. Yeah, maybe we, we should can't. stop mm-hmm. messing up the environment. And the solution is not islands in the middle of Utah Lake. Would you say that tongues are an island in the middle of our mouth? I, you know what the problem is? Yeah. Every time you say anything about tongues, I want to, like, leave. <laughs> I want to be I'm done. I'm trying to help. I know. You said you had a... Oh, a tongue anecdote? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do. Is there so, any way to... Wait. It, it's about Something. the word tongue. Do you know what, do you know what the, the thing is that Paul Blart rides on in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2? Is it not, like, a segue? It is a segue. <gasps> A segue. I can only use that joke once, and now I've done it. <laughs> You've wasted it. Okay, now tell your tongue anecdote, because I've provided you a segue. I just I think that segue was S-E, like, the conversation segue was spelled the same way as other segues, S-E-G-W-A-Y. Yeah. And then in my head, I would always, but I would, like, read segue, and I would always pronounce it segu. I definitely did that, too. Also, somewhat related which is also related to my tongue anecdote. When I was in third grade, we did like reading partners with the fourth graders and the fourth graders were supposed to be our mentors, basically. I Um, I love when they do stuff like that. Yeah, and they were supposed to read to us. And there was one book that we were reading where the boy who was with me, he was like really struggling. He was like, 
it was about this girl who was sick and she was like they put the tongu compressor in my mouth and i was like tongue and he was like wow you're really good at this and that's the last time i felt good about myself actually (laughs) maybe the secret is we should oh my gosh what if the secret is that you need to be like an elementary school teacher oh because then kids are like my own ego kids are like oh my gosh what is two plus two and you're like easy chump and then you like like slam a basketball onto the ground not into a hoop because i don't know if you could slam a basketball into a hoop if it were one of the little like a like a desk one like a fisher price yeah you have one up front you have one of those fisher price batting things so you could just like hit a baseball into the back of the room and be yeah. like oh I, the thing is kids would love that yeah well that's good you want to be loved adored even i know it would get old i don't think it would why are you an elementary school teacher because i like bugs too much legitimately yeah yeah because i like bugs too much i'm like hey kids we're gonna watch and they're not shawshank redemption today it's like second graders (laughs) (laughs) you're like we're gonna talk about the themes explored in la strada i know you can't read subtitles but you're gonna need to believe that this is art (laughs) you pause it every like five seconds to like explain what's going on see see the the ice cream is plain right yeah then you remember that movie very well i really liked la strada i i kind of liked it i remember our professor we took this at different times but Mm -hmm. the same professor he was just going off on how buff this guy was yeah he really just like how absolutely built he is for the time period and you look at him and he's just like any other dude (laughs) yeah he's just just chill but at that time yeah yeah well now bodybuilding he was a specimen but arnold schwarzenegger huh he has a tongue. Tegan, come on. I You said you had an anecdote. Was the anecdote tongue? Tongu, yeah. <laughs> My anecdote was tongu. I, I told you it was you about... Said, you said you had an anecdote leading to the, to the tongue anecdote. You said you had something that was related. No, no, no. I meant that... I meant... <laughs> we were talking about mispronouncing words, which uh-huh. relates to the anecdote, and we were talking about tongues, which also relates to the anecdote. So what I actually shared with you was <laughs> a perfect anecdote, and you didn't appreciate it. Okay, well, you have to... So part of the problem here is you have to ask me the question. What are tongues? I asked you the question, are tongues the islands of the mouth? Hey, Tegan? Yes, Becca? What are tongues? Muscular hydrostats. Can you be more specific? Yes, I can. Welcome to Be More Specific, a podcast where an entomologist, me, and a film student, me, walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered. I'm Tegan. And I'm Becca. Tongues. Who has tongues? Mammals. Who else? Reptiles. Who else? Do fish have tongues? No, you, that's the line. Tetrapods. All tetrapods have tongues. Are tetrapods everything but fish? Tetrapods are everything that came onto land with four legs. And then either lost or gained from there. Yeah, yeah. It's like snakes have tongues. Do dolphins have tongues? Dolphins have tongues. Whales have tongues because whales evolutionarily do you know about how whales came to be no whales their ancestor came out of the water had legs yeah and then went back so now whales as we know have they have tongues number one and number two they have hip bones just kind of floating (laughs) here they used to have legs i did not know that that's so cool it's so like every now and then i remember whales were on land once and it i have to like sit down so all vertebrates higher than fishes, essentially. And fish have something that we call a tongue, but it is, it is not the same. It is not an analog to the tongues that, like, the tongue I have and the tongue a bird has are developmentally similar. The tongue a fish has is completely different. So the tetrapod tongue is built from muscles that once controlled gill openings. So the theory is we came out of water. We, like Tiktaalik, came out of water. And there were, we didn't need gills. And we needed to be able to push water out of our mouth. And so you had a tongue, which is weird because why do, why do we hiccup? What's the theory? The same thing, getting water out of our lungs. Yeah, that was like a really tough transition for us for a while there. Yeah. 
Because it's it's hard because, well, because to transition. Because we used to want water in our mm-hmm. in our everything in our everything, yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly we didn't. So the tongue is anchored to the hyoid bone, which is in us. It's like up here in your neck. I'm listener. I am gesturing. <laughs> you can Google it. Which was once a lower half of a pair of gill bars, and then the second pair later evolved into our jaws, like joined our jaws. Okay, cool. Um, the tongue did not evolve until gills began to disappear. For my biology friends, still had gills, so it didn't have a tongue. There's a lot of theories whether or not TikTok had one, but people are like wicked up in arms about it. Super exciting. I love it. I love it. Nothing makes me happier. Cool biology. So in aquatically, in aquatic living animals, food is supported by the water and can literally float or be sucked into the mouth. You've seen how your fish eat. They kind of. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, it looks weird because we're not used to it. On land, the tongue becomes becomes important for not only if you're living a semi-aquatic lifestyle. Wait, do bugs have tongues? So they have something we call tongues, but bugs have a different common ancestor. Okay. Bugs. So bugs didn't come from the water. Bugs did. Everything kind of came from the water at one point. But it's actually been shown. Um, that most of, like, the, a lot of bugs evolved on land. It, they came from the water initially, but, like, the old lineages evolved on land. They're kind of like plants. Like, the really old plants are water-based, like bryophytes. But, you ha- like, it's relatively old because they, they started sooner that mm-hmm. they were already on land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And aquatic insects, their gills come, like, out of their sides, essentially. Interesting. Yeah. They just have like really dense blood vessels that come into contact with the water and act like how our lungs do with a diffusion of oxygen. Cool. Super weird. Like imagine if your lungs were outside of your body and you lived in water and you were just kind of like floating. So they have to like move them. So some bugs, you'll see them in the water like mayflies mm-hmm. and they'll kind of like do little push-ups because they're trying to aerate their gills. Weird. Um, Having to manually... Yeah. Breathe. Fish tongues are formed from a fold in the mouth as opposed to gill structure because they need the gills still. Even like labyrinthian or labyrinth fishes, fishes who breathe with lungs, like beta beta fishes. By the way, it's beta fishes. Yeah. Uh, My advisor is like, it is the hill he has chosen to die on. There there are many options, but beta fishes is what he chose. Sometimes you got to prioritize the need to be understood over the need to be right. Yeah, it's fair. I think it's funny, though. And now I'm at a point where I can't split my brain. I have to choose to say it correctly or else I will be mocked. There are words that I'll say differently depending on who I'm with. 100 percent. Yeah. We've talked about. We've talked about croissants before. (laughs) We've the sorted history. Or maybe we've talked about cre- crepes. Crepe crepes is a problem. Anytime I want like carne asada. Yeah. It really depends on who I'm with. Yeah. And sometimes my mental state. It's like I trust right. I trust my family and my closest friends enough to try to attempt croissant and crepe. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't trust and I trust you, listeners. Oh, are they on the inner circle? Mm. Wow, it got real quiet. <laughs> inner circle. <laughs> on the outer inner circle. So remember how we talked about, like, the tiers of understanding mm-hmm. in my new religion? <laughs> they need to reach at least the mouth understanding. <laughs> mouth understanding. Before they can get into the inner circle. Gross. Okay, anatomy of a tongue. You're screaming at me. Tegan, I know where it evolved from, but what is it? I am? Yeah, was that your Becca impression? Yeah. That's pretty spot on. So this is also an insane thing. The tongue is essentially a gatekeeper from outside to inside. Every drawbridge. Everything else is like orifices that can like open or close or like eyelids and stuff. But the tongue, number one, you can like control with your brain, you know? how you control your body yeah it's not it's not like the anus which is somewhat like 
That's up to your body's discretion. Yeah, or you have to, like, train yourself to, like, make it, like, something you can control. It, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, she says. But the tongue within, like, the part of biology that studies, like, comparative anatomy is called a muscular hydrostat, which is... Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's it's something they use to, number one, manipulate items. Items. Or to move its host about and consists mainly of muscles with no skeletal support. What can, think of an animal that has something that is mainly muscles with no skeletal support? Octopus. Yeah, no, you got it in one. <laughs> octopi. The best animal? Did we decide octopi were the best animal? We decided. <laughs> so that's embarrassing. Okay. It's the we don't have to relitigate this, but I will. <laughs> it's the best animal. I stand by that decision. Hedgehogs exist. They're cute. Yeah. Octopus are smart. You're right. And squishy. I think we... They're cute. And they're smart. I. You already said smart. That was intentional. I think what we ended up with was octopi may not be animals. Like, they uh, might be people, so they have to be the cutest. Oh, interesting. Just like how human babies are automatically just, like, evolutionarily cuter than literally anything else. Because mm-hmm. brain go... And if you don't believe that, then you're aberrant and should be eliminated. <laughs> Becca, Becca suddenly becomes like a traditionalist. Other things that are hydrostatic uh, skeletons or muscular hydrostats, tentacles, like on an octopi, but other ones too. So like squid? Mm-hmm. Worms. Oh, I guess there's other cephalopods. Continue. Yeah. Worms. And then elephant trunks are a big one. Oh. Isn't that weird? I, I forgot. Trucks. trucks. Elephants driving trucks. Elephant trunks. Haunt me. They have so much control over their trunk. Yeah. Sometimes, okay. Like, when they have better control over their trunk than I have over my hand. My physical, yes. Yeah. The things I used to write. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just pretty crazy. Whenever I am at the dentist and they're working in my mouth, I feel like my tongue is a puppy that wants to investigate what's going on. <laughs> and I have to That's like a really good metaphor. Back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're sitting there and you're like embarrassed. All of a sudden your you tongue can't is control it anymore. Like, oh, oh. So stressful. I last time apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry. I feel like I have no control over my tongue. And she said, oh, I don't even notice. And I was like, oh my gosh. I every time I go to the dentist, my tongue hurts because I push it to the side because I don't want to be a bother. Apparently, that's not necessary. I bet they've worked with unrulier tongues. Pitbull-like tongues. Like the dog metaphor. The continuing the puppy metaphor. Oh! Mm-hmm. It's... Sorry. We're in too deep. I don't know. <laughs> we lost the plot. The tongue has eight muscles. Four intrinsic, I four okay. extrinsic. When you said eight, I thought A-T-E. No, it just eight. The tongue, eight. The tongue ate those muscles. <laughs> no. It, it like, it became, it absorbed them. I am become eight muscles. Cont- continue. Though. Um, four, so the four intrinsic change shape and are not attached to bone. And then the other four are extrinsic and they change position and are connected to bone. And they all have names and I'm not going to read. Isn't that weird? There's eight muscles in there. Just the idea that they're connected to bone is not, is well, they have to be. It makes sense. It doesn't mean I like it. That's fair. I'm n- <laughs> the human tongue is also divided into two parts, the oral and the pharyngeal part. Um, it is anchored to the mouth in the back and underneath. That's the frenulum, the thing underneath your tongue. Did you ever hear a pee about pee? Whoa. <laughs> 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 I pee out of it. That's what you said. Peepo. <laughs> Did you ever meet anybody who claimed that they needed to get surgery on their whatever those things are, the flappy bit under the The tongue. frenulum? The frenulum. Yeah, it's very common. I always <laughs> thought that was the craziest thing. Yeah, it's real. It's a problem for babies. They're tongue-tied, and then they can't get adequate nutrition <gasps> from their, like, from moms. That's so fascinating. Moms. And I mean, it also limits yeah. speech, which is huge. Yeah. I feel like I was I was putting on a very, like, derogatory tone. You really were. I, I was like, super was. I was going to, like, look at these clowns lying about their <laughs> frenulums. That's not really what I meant. I just I just meant that as a kid, my mind was blown. Oh, that's And my, my mind's still blown. It's, well, okay, the craziest thing is when babies have to have, like, surgeries like that. They just yeah. cut the dang thing. There's not, it's because they're like, they won't remember. 
It's horrific. It is horrific. Used to experiment on babies because they didn't feel pain. I didn't know that. Yep. They do feel pain. Yeah, they by do. By the way. Jeez. That's a good way to get a messed up adult. Yeah, no kidding. So the oral part is the part you can see and the pharyngeal is the part that's connected further back. Mm-hmm. Which it's really not that far back. We'll get into animals where it's connected crazy far back. That's a little teaser. It's always appreciated. If we had commercials, one would go here and everyone would go. They'd bite their nails and say, oh, no. Commercials. Imagine. What if we just all of we made our own masterclass commercial to make it seem like we were legitimate? Do you think we'd get copyright struck for a fake ad? I mean, if we if I just like talked about how much I like HelloFresh, would would HelloFresh care? What if I sent a link? What if I sent a link to HelloFresh and I was like, I'm already doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Consider. (laughs) Like your standards are so low. (laughs) <laughs> so low so low how can you possibly afford this many people to pay for <laughs> imagine me doing it for free and you just saying it's official them and squarespace oh my god like how do they find all these creators literally every single person who makes content they must go on like anchor and stuff well we we've had brand opportunities but we don't have enough regular listeners yeah exactly i wasn't actually done about the babies continue i'm sorry the oh, oh did you notice in the instagram story i spelt tongue wrong i did yeah you said what like tonig tonju tongu tongu is how it's spelled oh, like, you, you said tonge tonge yeah i did t-o-u like lounge i got a town lounge with the townges um every time i typed in this document google was like you mean tongue and I was like, sure. And I like, I never got it right. You're like, I don't not mean tongue. The tongue starts developing in the fourth week of embryonic development, which is like that's not early, super fast, but pretty. That's pretty dang early. Yeah. IMO. That's like before the genitals. What? <laughs> that's like before the genitals. Yeah. 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 Who has a tongue? We already talked about that. And I got it. You're right. There's this book called, our book, there's this paper called Evolution of the Structure and Function of the Vertebrate Tongue. By Shin Ichi Iwaski. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. It, I Oh, good paper? Very good paper. 10 out of 10. If you're, like, legitimately curious about, like, comparative anatomy, it's a good place to start. And it references a lot of other, like, body parts and stuff that are cool. Cool. Yeah. So the tongue evolved originally in amphibians is the thought. Like, they're, because they came out of water and they had, like, a semi-aquatic lifestyle. So, like, amphibians are the modern version of what the common ancestor that evolved a tongue probably looked like. Does that make sense? Because the thing that evolved the tongue first doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's pretty. But the, close. the closest thing yeah. we have to look at, it's kind of like how stoneflies look like an old insect. Yeah. But they've still been around long enough that they have evolved. Mm-hmm. But that's what, what we imagine. We say it looks more basal. The other day I was talking with some people... <coughs> We were talking about how we should be able to close our ears on demand. I think about that all the and time. And we were like, are there any animals that can just close their ears? And then there were, mm-hmm. like, seals. And then we just all got very excited about it. Well, humans, <laughs> it doesn't make sense for us to be able to. We're not in the water enough. No, so if you're asleep. And another oh, human comes with, like, like, a club. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's true. Do seals not get beaten up? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that joke? Clubbing baby seals. Clubbing baby seals. That's just sitting there. <laughs> the seal? Just sitting there. The realization I had. The seals just close their ears because they dive so deep, right? Yeah. And it's pressure. Yeah. The tongue... So it evolved in amphibians. And most amphibians don't show a proper tongue until after metamorphosis. So think of like frogs. I'm thinking when they're <laughs> close your eyes. Think of a frog. Man, frogs are nice. I, I like frogs, except for those invasive ones that are just the most disgusting. Oh, thing. the cane toads? Oh, they're toads, but they're basically frogs. Yeah. They're the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Most toads. I dream about them like. sometimes. Anyway, so the only. One of the only frogs, one of the only amphibians that doesn't have a tongue is the frog family of pipids, which is the type of frog I have now. The aquatic ones. Oh, cool. Yeah. They also sing underwater, which is cool. No no tongues? No tongues. But they, they still sing. Them. So frog singing 
We won't have to get super into this, but frog singing, <laughs> they have a vocal sack, essentially. Oh. And it's more complicated than we can get into here. Okay. But it's very interesting. Frog singing would be a good episode, actually. Amphibians' tongues are generally not uh, keratinized, but most everyone else's is, including ours. We have keratin in our tongues, and that's part of why it's kind of rough. But, like, cats are more keratinous, and so it's rougher. And things like lions, where they can literally rasp meat off of bone because their tongues are so tough. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So you know how, I mean, you do know this, how cats have, like, little hooks on their tongues? Mm -hmm. Humans just don't have that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a different structure. Yeah, it's just completely different. Yeah. I think, well, I think part of it Are is, the hooks in their tongues bone? Is that the they're keratin? They're Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so gross. It is kind of gross. Cats also, they can't taste sweet. Have you heard that before? Mm-mm. So cats, just, just, add a little, just add a little chocolate syrup to a cat. You know how they can't taste sweet? They hate <laughs> Cats can't experience the flavor of sweet. Yeah, okay. Because the protein, they have, they have the DNA for it. But it is uh, slightly mutated, and they just, like, it doesn't matter. So they just can't, like, it just, they just never got it back. Cool. Birds also can have crazy keratinization. Their beaks aren't tongues, but they do. They have, some of them have, like, really interesting ones, like hummingbirds, for example. Have you ever seen a hummingbird tongue? Wait, wait, so, in, yes, I have. But, in, so, in addition to their keratinous beaks, they also have keratinous tongues. Mm -hmm. Cool. To different degrees, but... And what kind of tongues did you say we have? Ours is somewhat we have some keratin, but it's not oh, just not nearly as much. Yeah. Cool. So the theory is primitive mammals may have originated from completely terrestrial reptiles because mammals, all mammals, have some keratin in their tongue. So we think that's the, like, the ancestral <laughs> state. Because we, yeah. we're not using it, but it's there. It's there because we are descended from lizards. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it's always like, well, kind of, you know. Yeah, it's when I simplify stuff like that that the truthers start attacking. Am I an evolution truther? <laughs> that means I deny it, right? Okay, now I have crazy tongues and animals. Yeah, we're we're for continue. I mean, we talked about some crazy tongues. Yeah, but these are like like this is a listicle. We're into the listicle portion. Okay, of the episode. <laughs> I do like how practically every episode there's like an unofficial listicle portion, but it's like we've gone through the important stuff. We've gone through. So Tegan was like super pumped for it, and now it's just interesting. So <laughs> now you're people. just casually. I'm just casually talking about giraffe tongues. Ooh, what do you purple. know about? Yeah, they're purple. Do you know why? They, they eat a lot of lollipops. Well, okay, so their tongue is outside of their mouth constantly because they oh. eat from the trees yeah and so it's actually melanin what so it doesn't get so they don't get like tongue cancer from the sun what i did not know Isn't that. that crazy it's not even it's not like low circulation no it's just literal melanin literally cool yeah it's so cool they also their tongue is like crazy tough yeah because they eat like off thorny plants and whatnot man i love me a giraffe do you i do i just like them I used to love drawing giraffes because I could use up the whole piece of paper. Baby. Well, I've never drawn something and been like, my favorite thing about this is that the entire page is filled. Just like I would just make the neck so long. <laughs> it was the best feeling. I would make their, their heads all boxy. And then their little their little horns. Uh-huh. Their little are those horns or antlers? I don't know. I really thought we were gonna debate this. I thought you would have a solid opinion well, on this. Prob there's, pro there's probably an answer. What's the difference between a horn and an antler? I don't know. Do antlers shed and horns don't? We should talk about this sometime. I believe, I think you're right. I think a horn is exposed bone and antlers have a covering. Because his elk is what I'm basing this off of. Elk, elk and rhinos. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was subconsciously doing that same thing. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm permitted. Yeah. Okay, pangolins. Yes. You like pangolins. So pangolin tongues 
Oh, they're really long. Where do you think they connect in a little pangolin body? Pangolin anatomy. I assume it's like super far down. Bottom of the rib cage. Rib cage. Bottom. Why? Because they eat ants and termites, and so they have to be able, number one, their tongue goes like all the way. Yeah. Into their like tummy. Do anteaters and aardvarks yeah. have that too? Yeah. Also, are anteaters and aardvarks the same thing? I think so. Okay. I think they are. I don't know. I don't know. Should I look it up right now? You do what you want. Otherwise, you will. I, you're the biologist, and I've asked you two animal questions that you haven't had the answer to. I would like to. to be very clear. You've asked me two mammal questions. <laughs> ask me Ask me about odinates. I dare you. I mean, <laughs> ask me about dragonflies. I dare you. What's an odinate? A dragonfly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anteater versus aardvark. Oh, my gosh. What? Anteaters belong to a whole different order than aardvarks. Order? They're very different. They look the same because of convergent evolution. I and thought they... that only applied to crabs. <laughs> yeah, all convergent. Every time someone says, every time someone says convergent evolution, they're just talking about crabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny biology joke. Well, what a, mm, I like it when I make them. Come, come for the... Nope, I was going to say come for the information, leave because of the funny biology joke. <laughs> Stay for the funny biology. Come for the personality. Stay. Penguin tongues have bristles instead of taste buds so that they can catch wriggly fish and krill. Are the bristles long enough that stuff yes. gets stuck in them? Have you ever, I do, I mean, look up a penguin tongue. Like, I don't, like, hyper-recommend it to anyone, but, like, you should see it. It's pretty cool. Well, you're looking that up. Sea turtles also have bristles on their tongues, but they also have bristles going down their entire esophagus. And they all point out so that jellyfish get stuck and can't move back right now. Oh! Oh, do you just look up penguin tongue? I don't like that at all. makes them a little monstrous. I really don't like that. The tongues and happy feet did not look like that. Also, with a tongue like that, you couldn't say. Oh, I'm getting brain zaps. Not to like, I, it looks bad. Have you ever seen a picture of a human tongue with like, like a human furry tongue? I don't like those either. Yeah, it's bad. Every time I'm like. Tongues are terrible. Every, what are we talking about this? Every time I'm like. I have the whole episode out. Sorry, continue. <laughs> every time I, I like look up like sore on tongue because every time I'm like, what's the proportion of like salt to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be gargling. Every time. Google is like, we have tongue cancer. This is what tongue cancer looks like. And I'm like, can we not? Okay, did you did you have a bunch of people who would claim to have geographic tongues when you were growing up? No. I've seen it, but I've never. There, It was like this girl. She would like throw around her geographic tongue as if it were a status. <laughs> She'd be I had... like, I have a geographic tongue. These things are separated. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You have a normal tongue. Uh, in high school, I had a scalloped tongue. Oh. Which is because I was so stressed, I would push my tongue against my teeth in my sleep. So I had little indents all on the edges of it. And it hurt horribly most of the time. Yikes. I hate tongues. Tongues are so gross. I hate, I've had underneath my tongue, near the frenulum, underneath my tongue, near the frenulum, I have had like cold sore-like things there. Mm-hmm. Or like burns there. I used to get canker sores all the time, right? By the tongue. Also, this is ironic. I was just thinking about buying a tongue scraper today. <laughs> That's all. Do you have big plans tonight, Becca? <laughs> yeah, I've just been thinking about buy- going in, going all in on a tongue <laughs> scraper. You 80-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have been operating on the, stu- on the, th- on the little thing that's on the back of a toothbrush for what too long. I just brush my tongue. And I brush bristles. my, I'll brush my tongue too. Oh, but you want all like a, a scraper. A scraper? Oh. <laughs> you get like now a water knife. hooking with fire. I wonder if scrapers actually do anything. I, they are supposed to like freshen your breath. They're just more aggressive. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. Less bacteria. Stuck on the tongue. What if, no. What if, because, so bacteria causes all body odor, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. What if you used a tongue scraper for your underarms to get all the probably, bacteria off? It would probably help. It probably would help, but it probably wouldn't, like, fix it. No. 
But it's also, I think, a, the fact that your tongue is always wet, like, Hate it's it. always lubricated. Hate it. I feel like that helps the matter. Although your saliva, I believe it has, like, antimicrobial properties you to choose which bacteria are good. So if you smell, sometimes, maybe that's a good thing. Sometimes, like, when I, when I don't take care of myself properly, like, mm-hmm. if I get a sunburn or if I'm not eating or if I don't drink enough water, I get upset that I'm hurting the bacteria living on me. Yeah. And it's actually like like a cheat code for me to like take better care of myself is because I'm like, oh, but anthropomorphizing bacteria. That's a new level. There's more there's more of them than there are cells of me. True. Considerably more. Yeah. We (laughs) I love them. I better love them. Oh my gosh, if I love the bacteria in me, does that mean I love myself by default? It's over 50%. I'll have to present that to our therapist. Woodpeckers and hummingbirds. Number one, hummingbirds, love them. 10 out of 10. There should be more birds like hummingbirds. Why? Because they're like bugs? Well, I didn't think that was the reason, but I think you might have, that might be it. But they also (laughs) like, they snore and they breathe so fast. And they're also extremely territorial and very, very aggressive. And they're pollinators, right? But they're not, like, super great at it, but they, oh. like, do pollinate oh, okay. things. Okay. I'm going to read this quote directly. So buckle in. I'm buckled. Larry Whitmer, a professor of anatomy and paleontology at Ohio University, said, The cord-like base of the tongue extends back out of their mouth on each side, winding behind and onto the top of their head sometimes extending so far forward that it reaches the nostril. When they need to unleash their weapon, meaning their tongue, Uh the tongue basically unwinds from around the head to project into a crevice to capture its prey. So specifically woodpeckers. I've seen videos of that before. Woodpeckers. Woodpeckers. It's a remarkable mechanism that's evolved independently in several kinds of birds, including hummingbirds. So he's talking about woodpeckers, but hummingbirds do it too. But like, the tongue attaching at the bottom of the ribcage. It's rib like cage. Greninja. Oh, sorry. Oh, it is like Greninja. It's like Greninja. He has a scarf that's his own tongue. It's the po- it's a Pokemon, by I, the way. I, yeah. I don't know how many of our listeners. We should have a ranking Pokemon episode. That'd be fun. A bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Did you have more thoughts? I yeah, mean, where he just throws it about, basically. But imagine, imagine if when you stuck your tongue out, you could feel it attached on the top of your head. Wait, it, it attaches on the top of the yes, head? Yes, that's where it... It comes from the top of the head? Yeah, it's attached there. I'm confused. Yeah, why? Does it come out of the mouth and then... So it goes like... like It comes out of the... Wait. <laughs> look up look up a, a hummingbird skull. Like, look up, like I don't know, hummingbird skull and tongue. Bird skull tongue. Oh. Do you want to describe it? Because I think, I, I do think this is, sorry, do you want to describe it? Because yeah. I think this is visually. So is that just between like the skin? Yeah. And the skull? Uh huh. Is yeah. where the tongue sits? Yes. I know. I know it's bad. That's why I so it. So the whole tongue isn't outside of the head. Uh-huh. It's a little bit inside There's the muscle head. on top, but yeah. It's not contained. What the heck is this? I've never felt more, con- more it like... It doesn't... At first, I thought I was being like it was like a joke. Like, I looked it up like, okay, this can't be real. And then I was like, oh my gosh. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It like... So there, and it and it splits into two, and then it comes back into one. Mm-hmm. What the heck! This is more confounding than anything I've ever seen about biology in my life, <laughs> ever. This just doesn't add up. Why does it do that? Because the further the attachment is, the more force you can put into jabbing what mm-hmm. is there a video or something no i'm just imagining it i'm imagining it in my own like sinuses right now because it goes from top of the sinus uh-huh oh around around the forehead uh-huh around the nape of the neck uh-huh and then out the mouth back up the jaw 
and out the mouth, and then you go, and you get a bug. But could, but could you, like, or some if you have that kind do you have control throughout that entire mechanism? I believe that. Could you feel it, like, I don't know, I've never asked for fidgeting? <laughs> um, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, I mean, okay, so, like, any kind of degenerative muscle thing. I'm sure as they get older, one of the things is they have less control, right? I don't know. Are you screaming? I don't know. I was yawning. It looked like you were shaking your head and screaming <laughs> silently. I was like, wow. Like, this has really affected her. I knew as I was as I was typed to this part, I was like, Becca's going to hate I'm going to dream about this tonight. There's no really? way I'm not. See, to me, I went, interesting. I'm going to dream about the sensation of having my tongue in my head. So, your tongue is in your head. Something interesting <laughs> about hummingbirds and sphinx moths is that they evolved independently, obviously. But they have similar flight control. And humming, or like hawk moths, like the really big, the big moths that, have you seen the really big moths and they like hover? Tell me one more time how big they are. <laughs> the really big moths. <laughs> the huge moths, the moths you dream of, but not the silk moths. Those are too big. <laughs> Scale down. They have a very, like their tongue, although is different and like comes from different like, basal body parts you know like insects it's like the hypopharynx or whatever it, it it looks very similar like it's one of those things where it's like oh long tube long tube perfect and they did like the same thing to the point where it's even two separate pieces and, but butterflies and moths awesome. unfurl do you like do you like the fact they can curl their tongue and kind of that's away? fine that's fine is that that's better? like a nice storage mechanism better than back of the head Back of the head is just uh, something else, man. It's pretty rough. Visually speaking. Yeah. Okay, frogs. And then I put, duh. <laughs> duh, frogs. Some frogs can extend their tongue forward four meters per second, and then that can be converted to nine miles an hour. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Thank you. Isn't that very fast, though? It's hard to, like, think of. Four like, meters a second sounds like more than nine miles an hour to me. I don't know. I Googled it. I, no, I mean just like vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a shorter distance. And yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's easier yeah. to visualize. Also, frogs are very strong. The tongue of the horned frog can pull objects that are about 1.4 times the frog's weight. My my darling Becca. Yes. I have a thing you're going to hate more. I've than... hated this whole episode. Really? Sorry. <laughs> I haven't hated recording this episode, to be clear. <laughs> but but all of the fun. content. Well, night tongue tongues are bad. Fair. They're disgusting. Fair. They're unnatural. That's not true. They're devil. Nope. They're they're devil spawn. Wanna hear about a real devil spawn? Yeah. Okay. Simothia exuga. I don't know. It's Latin. So it's a dead language. So if you're mad about my mispronunciation, I'll. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. I don't a think any Latin speakers. A tegan shaped hole will appear in your wall and I'll bop you on the head and then I'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so C. exuga or the tongue eating louse. No. Is a parasite. Sorry. Is a parasitic isopod, so like a roly-poly, that eats fish's tongues uh, like a vampire. It bites and can kind of wither. But not, our, but not ours. Not ours. Only fish. Okay. And it's not. No, we're, so if you look up, like, is this a danger to humans? The CDC is like, no, please stop calling us. <laughs> it apparently doesn't cause much damage to the host fish. There's been records of, like, multiple living in the same fish's mouth, and that can cause damage because they eat so much food. But just one seems to be fine. So not much is known about their life cycle. The species starts as juvenile in, a, like, free, just free living in the water column. And then juveniles attach to the gills of a fish and then become males. As they mature, they become females with mating occurring on the gills with the younger isopods. And then the fertilized eggs are held in a marsupium in the male, similar to a kangaroo. If no female is present... Marsupial. Marsupial pouch. Is that, is that the whole thing that makes a marsupial a marsupial? Yes. Is it marsupium? Yeah. That's a marsupial pouch. That's that. It's external 
external, I guess, germination. Hey, y'all, what should we call this order? Well, they have these things called marsupiums. Oh, okay. Super. Makes sense. (laughs) It's also very stupid. What would you prefer? Like pouch guys? One word? No, I... It's... (laughs) I don't know Latin, first of all. Fair. But I don't know, like... I would like species to be named the way that, well, I guess species are already kind of named the way that Pokemon are named. Yes, some of them. But maybe like spell marsupium backwards. Oh, okay. Like Ekans, like Mar- Marpusiam or something. I'll, I'll, next time I'm at a, t- like a taxonomic meeting, I'll stand at the front, I'll be like, hey, yo, guys, we've been naming, we've been naming things wrong. Stop naming things on. <laughs> Name them the weirdest just, body part backwards. It's not any issue. <laughs> and with indigenous. I have an issue with marsupials being named because they have marsupials. That's objectification of the marsupial. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I don't know. I don't have any reason for for this hill that I've decided to to perch I'm myself on. I'm not even on. at the coolest part. Continue. If no female is present within two with like between two males. One male can turn into a female after it grows to 10 millimeters. The female then makes her way to the fish's mouth, where she uses her front claws to attach to the air part of the body that the tongue used to be. Wait, so they, do they, they eat the whole tongue? Well, they so they, like, bite it, essentially. Yeah. And then it withers and falls out. And then they live That's there. That's so much worse. No, it's not worse. But it's... It, so people constantly... Very bad. They constantly get, like, fish with them in it. Because they're in, like, a lot of fish. And so people will be eating fish, and then they're like, what's this bug? It was in my fish's mouth. And everyone's like, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't, it won't harm humans. But it's, but it's kind of gross. What good is a tongue, Becca? What good is a tongue? What good is a woman? Riddle me this. (laughs) Or do you want me to answer? Cooking. Just kidding. I can't cook. (laughs) Standing in the kitchen idly. (laughs) Being a trophy wife. So for my screenwriting class, we have to write these like note cards every day of ideas. And one of the things that we have to write is just an object. And in my writer's group, one of the guys joked about just writing woman. That's funny. I thought it was funny. A good joke. A great joke even. Yeah, we would get, he would get deaded (laughs) by the TA. He would get murdered. What good is a tongue? To take, to, to protect the throat from water. It's actually not that good at that anymore. No, not really. But tasting, I guess. Yeah, tasting. We haven't even talked about tasting. I know. Tasting, mastication, which is chewing. Mammals, a lot of mammals groom with their tongues. Um, Not all, like, and also snakes smell with their tongues. Uh, Some snapping turtles actually use their tongues as a way to lure prey. They just lay at the bottom of, like, the the river or of, like, a pond. With their mouth open, and they kind of wiggle their tongue about until a fish tries to bite it, and then they eat the fish. Clever. Yeah. It looks horrible. That's how dating works in humans. (laughs) I refuse to acknowledge it. Find parallels where you will, dear listener. For speech. So speech is also very important for the tongue. If without a tongue as movable as ours, we would not be able to create words like we do. To the point where... Humans likely, in the, in the beginning when humans didn't speak very much or we didn't have a language, a big portion of that was probably that our tongues were just not developed enough. Yeah, tongues are responsible for a lot of the distinctive sounds. Mm-hmm. You can make sounds without them, just not very diverse sounds. Yeah, and also, like, some people legitimately, like, try to learn how to make noises that are in other languages and can't. Like, it is, it's actually, speaking is quite hard. Yeah. And it's pretty cool we do it. Just with the tongue thing. When I was in like third grade, I had to go to speech therapy for my R's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like the the thing that clicked for me was they gave me a mirror and they told me to make like an O at the back of my mouth with my tongue. R. Do you still do it? With the sides of my tongue. Or do you not think R. it? Well, yeah, that's what everybody does. That's how you make an R sound. I just had to see it in a mirror. Oh, interesting. Because, yeah, it's the, it's the edges of your tongue. How did you, did you do the... I did owl. Oh, okay. owl, which it's like you're using your tongue, but it's like closer to the front. Yeah, of the you're I don't know. It forward. Yeah, like speech therapy is a really interesting thing. Well, it's it's kind of physical. That's so. There's a website called Pink Trombone. 
Have you heard of the pink trombone? I have not. It is, and I will show you after this. Everyone, I reckon, I like look this up. It is a website and it's a model of a mouth, but like cut in half. It's just, it's like, it's not gross. It's just like clip art. And you can drag like where the tongue is and where you're like putting pressure and like where the lips are. And you, you're basically trying to control a human mouth <laughs> to make noises. And it's really hard. And so, like, I literally just sat there and was like, how did, how do I do W? You're like, wah, wah, wah. And I like just made it. And then I made it, the, the thing make the W noise. It was very exciting. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Um, also physical intimacy. It's on every list. And also Valentine's Day just happened. And sometimes people kiss with tongues. And also other animals. Grooming is they an act of intimacy. With tongues too. This is true. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know. Only kissing on my family podcast. Yeah, true. Only You're kissing. right. You're right. Everybody watch Gone Girl. If you go to the Wikipedia page for tongues, they get in the weeds about what tongues do. And I was like, this is could have just linked to that page. <laughs> it's true. Why is this the same one? But it's like like two paragraphs. I was like, why are we still talking about this? <laughs> I want to know other things tongues do. Not a lot. Yeah. Good for one thing. The average human tongue length. Oh, my. 8.5 centimeters for men and 7.9 for women. From, from, the, from your lips, what you're doing right now, from your lips closed to the tip. Is the average of what I just said. Can you touch the tip of your nose with your tongue? You've seen my tongue. You're right. You're very short. I have. Actually, I measured it. I have a legitimately very short tongue. I don't remember what it was, but I looked at the average and was like, well. There's a guy named Nick the Lick from California who currently holds the record of 10.1 centimeters from the close of his mouth to the tip of his tongue. Do you think from childhood he was just told he has a very long tongue and then he decided to, like, prove it and then that became his brand? It's legitimately long enough that people were probably, oh my gosh, what the heck? Like, it's long. Yeah. But he's recently been dethroned by a 20-year-old student from India who, they never, oh, K. Praveen. I was like, they never said his name? No. His name is K. Praveen. Um, and his okay. tongue measures 10.8 centimeters. It's long. Oh, do you want me to say it in inches? 4.25 inches. It's insane. The pictures of them, is cr it's crazy. And it, like, tapers at the end. I don't know. We didn't even talk about tongue modifications. I mean, I, yeah. People. Have, yeah. No. It's just, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have those books? I hated, I, like, hated them, actually, <laughs> because of all the disgusting things that were present in them, including the people who will, like, cut their tongue in half so they look more like a lizard. Hate that. It's so gross. The taste map. This is a common thing. We all learned the taste map for, most, for the most part. Becca, thankfully, had a teacher who believed in science. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Guess when the taste map was disproven. 2015. 1974. Whoa. Why was I still taught it? Why was I taught the taste map? Wow. It's still a problem. People I really thought it, it was a day. recent development. No, that was, I was like, oh my gosh. Because our textbooks, they were probably from like 2005, 2010. No, they still print it. It's a problem. That's such a problem. And yeah, I had like a woke teacher who were, or whatever who was like, no, the taste map is fake. We're all going to cross this out with markers. New deadline for, or new deadline, new requirement for being woke. You have to understand the truth of the taste map. Taste map truther in a good way. Uh, do you want to list the tastes? Sure. What tastes are there, Becca? Bitter. Sweet. Sour. Salty. Umami. Yeah. Anyway, umami was identified in 1907 by Dr. Kiyukeni Aikida. Yeah, Dr. Kiyukeni Aikida who was enjoying a bowl of boiled tofu in kombu dashi. And he, while eating this... Dashi is... It's from kelp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, while eating this, was convinced he was eating it, and it was so delicious, I'm assuming, that he was like, there has to be something else. There's something else here, because I'm enjoying a taste that is not one of the others. The theories for why we have those specific tastes is sweet. You need sugar for energy storage. Sodium. So... Everyone's like, sodium's bad. You need sodium, like, so bad. Like, if you don't have sodium, you die within, like, like, like a day. It is, you need sodium in your body. It is unbelievably important for, like, cellular respiration um, and ATP synthesis. So, sodium, body wants sodium. That's why also when you eat salt, 
your brain go sour helps detect acids which can be a problem because they make you sick and they hurt you bitterness helps us know if food is safe to eat i apparently lack the ability to taste bitter and then umami which signals protein which we need to True. get big yeah. and strong we discover what we like to eat in three main ways so the theories are well they're these are theories we don't actually know how people develop tastes there's flavor nutrient learning which means when you eat something that tastes good your body is just telling you that it wants those things and i feel like we often like i don't know kind of revert to that but there's also well, taste. it's like the whole basis of intuitive eating right is that your body wants it mm-hmm. yeah your body knows what it needs but it's also intuitive eating also ties in this other thing which is which is emotional eating taste flavor learning means you associate a given flavor with something you already like and that can be like social so social learning is kind of part of this oh. like dull whips don't taste as good if they're not at disneyland yeah yeah that's all and then also so if you are trying their example they gave is if you're trying to like coffee at first you normally drink it with lots of cream lots of sugar because you already like cream and sugar and so as you limit you start limiting the amount of cream and sugar you intake Mm-hmm. You start liking coffee because you've associated it with cream and sugar, which you That's already interesting. Like. You're pavloving yourself. Well, it makes sense for, like, I don't know. There's weird things like sparkling soda. Yeah. I, at first, like, couldn't enjoy it. And then it literally just became, I started drinking it in place of when I normally drank soda. And my, my brain must have been like, okay, fine. Like, it didn't hold out for very long. I was a very picky child, and I am not a very picky adult. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I thought I was stuck and i was like a bad person yeah but i don't think i am yeah you're not about nobody's a bad person for not liking certain foods but it is freeing in a way to to like most things <laughs> yeah well it's really it's nice and also i think a lot of like social so part of social is also flavor preferences are thought to be to take shape before you're even born so like what your mom eats influence what influences i also have tiny ears i don't know what happened oh have i talked about my tuna melt yeah, I did on the last one, at the very end of it. The panini. Yeah, my panini mistake. Without a, without a Trying to think of face other on it. funny things I've done. It's like, I don't do funny things that often. Wait, I think I might have mentioned my crystal light at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I'm on a bit of a crystal light kick. If, you, but... if you've been listening closely, you may have noticed that this is actually an AR, and it's about crystal light. And the other day, I had just gotten the booster shot. Pick up on the clues that we've scattered throughout this episode. I was a little bit tired, and I was just kind of moping around my house, and my roommate was asking me what was wrong, and I was like, COVID. No, I was like, I feel like I'm 90. I was wearing a bathrobe. I was like, (laughs) I feel like I'm 90 because I bought Crystal Light yesterday, and now I can't find it. (laughs) So good. You are 90. I'm saving up for a tongue scraper. Saving up? What? I'll buy you a tongue scraper. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm just so tired. I took a 15-minute power nap before we started she recording. Before, so before we record in the library, and I walked past Becca sleeping. It went, uh, she probably has an alarm set. Went to the bathroom, and then... When I came to the recording booth, she was here. So I did have an alarm set, dear listener. You are responsible. Do you ever, you try to fall asleep and your brain's like, do you have an alarm set? So you check and then you try to fall asleep and your brain's like, pretty sure you didn't set an alarm. What you're describing right now is OCD. I think for I me, do it's just, experience I, I just have anxiety about waking up on time because mm-hmm. I've been late for things before. I have also been late for I, how, no, you know what? I have never been late for anything in my entire life. That is the one perfect thing about me. Oh. Any good movies lately? Yeah. <laughs> Over the weekend, well, I actually watched two movies in theaters because I, mis- both were perfect. Because I mistakenly bought tickets for Death on the Nile. I, so I was like at the mall with Jenny, my little sister. And we were like, let's see a movie. So we decided to see Death on the Nile. And then I like bought the tickets online and I went up to the ticket booth and he was like, it's not working. And I looked and oops, I had bought the tickets for the next day. And I was like, but we're already here. Classic Tegan mistake. Yeah. That's what it's like to be me constantly. I mean, same. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? 
we're already at the mall. We're still going to see a movie. So we saw Marry Me which with was perfect. Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, which was perfect, and I recommend it. Real quick, did they have chemistry? No. Well, how many musical numbers are there? Can you count it as chemistry if one of the parties is very, very hot? <laughs> so the chemistry is that one is It's attractive. one-sided. Well, it's just the argument that Jennifer Lopez could have chemistry with, like, a plan, you know? Yeah. Because she's just very good looking. You also talked about, I want to hear more about the fish islands. Oh, it's just that there were a bunch of fish islands shots. It was so strange. I don't understand why at all. I wish. It was a flawed movie. It was a deeply flawed movie, but it was fun. And I want people to make more big budget romantic comedies. And so everybody should watch it or stream it depending on whenever this comes out. Do you want to go? I want to watch it now, but you probably don't want to go again. I'd go again. Really? I support the theaters. I love movies. Support Deegan. the theater. It, I would I might not see Death on the Nile again. <laughs> I thought Death on the Nile was worse. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I just have I'm very attached to Agatha Christie. Mm. And Kenneth Branagh thinks he's smarter than Agatha Christie. That's annoying. Wait, so did they change the ending? They didn't change the ending, but they did alter some things about it. And he also cast himself as Hercule Poirot. Um, Which I just, it's not the move. You're a British man. No. You're too old. You're not charismatic. I don't know. I I don't understand Kenneth Branagh. I don't understand why people like him. He he played Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter for context. He directed Belfast, which is like a big picture, a big movie this year. He directed Thor. Like he's done a bunch of stuff and I mostly dislike everything he's done. And he has like the, I think he's been nominated for, like, seven separate Academy Award categories, Ugh. which is the most of, like, anybody. Weird. And I'm like, you just you just don't deserve this, man. I don't know. He also cheated on Emma Thompson, so I'm pretty bitter about that. Fair. <laughs> I, honestly, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. That's, there, you, there's my little, That's Becca corner. gets to talk about media. <laughs> Your hands got all shaky. Becca gets to talk about media. It's so hard for me to, like, exist. I it, I just can't believe that anybody would be interested in hearing me speak. Well, good thing you have a podcast. It's exposure therapy, honestly. <laughs> well, we're nearing the end of our time, and I really, I hate it when they knock on the window. Yeah. Oh, you've just been looking, like, every, that's have why you you've noticed, been looking out the window every two anything? seconds. Well, there's a guy who keeps on standing up, and he put, I swear he's put his laptop into his backpack, like, four times. I don't know what's going on there. It's the simulation. Is it looping? Yeah. Oh, no. What is that in? The Matrix? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, where you notice, like, flaws. Yeah. So then you know. Or is it an Inception? Isn't that a thing, too? I think that's a thing, too. Anyway. Wow. Inception borrows a lot from The Matrix. Whoa. Hot take. Matrix ran so Inception could walk. <laughs> Honestly. I like Inception. I, I like know. Inception, too. I love move. I love wall movies. I love them. I don't know what it is. Hans Zimmer movies? Just anything with wah. And then there's like like big things. I'm like, yeah, it's a big spaceship. You love Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Dune. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that. You know. Okay. I'm I sorry. know. No, it's. You didn't know who Kevin Feige was. So. Well, it's because Kevin Feige doesn't exist. New conspiracy theory just <laughs> dropped. Kevin Feige doesn't exist. Every picture you've seen of him. Created by an algorithm. I've heard worse theories. Thank you. I don't know. We really got to be funny just one more time. <laughs> oh, this Saturday was Darwin's birthday. So happy birthday, Char Charles Darwin. Happy birthday, Charlie. Happy birthday. <laughs> I just like so thought I saw somebody moving out of the corner of my eye. Okay, anyway. I think it's the fever <laughs> that I have currently experienced. Happy okay, we should go. I was trying to get really anxious. We can go see him in here.